just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hopefully your day is going well. It is Sunday. It is the first day of 2023. Now 2022 has been a motherfucker. I think 2023 is going to be better, but it's still going to require a lot of work. We're going to still have to fight. At least it's starting to shift our way. And that's the good news. Now that it's the first day of 2023. It is New Year's Day. It was hard to come up with a concept for the podcast, what to talk about that we haven't already talked about. Well, it's impossible not to repeat some things. So I thought I'd do something a little different for this New Year's Day podcast. I've done this once before, and it was actually pretty successful. So I thought I'd try it again. Last night between 10 and 11 o'clock at night, or thereabouts, I did a live on TikTok. So I had a lot of interaction from people on the live. I recorded it on the audio side for the podcast. So this podcast you're going to be listening to is uh, the live I did on TikTok last night. So let's get into it. All right. How y'all doing? It's been a while since I've done a live. Last time I did a live, I got knocked off after about 15 minutes. But I was thinking New Year's Eve night would be a good night because all the Trumplefucks would be sucking up the moonshine and uh, trying to find their date or their cousin or their sister or something like that. They'd be too busy to mess with us here on TikTok. (laughs) Happy New Year's to you all. And I'm doing something else here. I did this once before and it actually was very popular on the podcast. I'm taking this live and recording the audio and going to put it up for a podcast for tomorrow morning. So if uh, you can't listen to the whole thing here on live or I get cut off or something, you can listen on the Rational Boomer Podcast. You can get it on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, any of those apps. Uh, just check it out. Juan Julio said, you thought I'd be at Mar-a-Lago. You know, I got the calls, but uh, yeah, no, I'm not going there. Uh, boss Man, Happy New Year's. Love your live and all your podcasts. Thank you very much, Boss Man. Uh, dependable says run for office. Now I'll never do that. Uh, I don't have enough patience. I don't like bullshit meetings. I'm not diplomatic. I don't take shit except from my wife. I wouldn't be a good fit. I'd rather be an outside agitator than I would be inside the problem. I just become part of the problem. Happy new year to you all. It's still new year's Eve. It's still 2022. And let's be honest, 2022's been a motherfucker. (laughs) We can't get out of 22 quick enough. Tanya Murray says, wife is the ultimate boss. You got that right. I've been married 39 years, and I wouldn't have been had had I not recognized that. Um, But the thing you got to understand with 2023, it seems like 2022, there was a lot of bad shit happening. But there seemed to be a paradigm shift right around the midterms. And all the bad that was going on 
in, uh, in this country started to shift with the midterms. The Republicans finally realized that they're put their money on the wrong fucking horse. So they're having to change their ways a little bit. How do you feel about Liz Cheney being speaker? I think that'd be awesome. I mean, I don't believe what Liz Cheney believes. If you're a Democrat, you wouldn't like her ideology or policies, but you knew she would be at least honest. And more importantly, it would fuck, fuck up Kevin McCarthy and, and all the MAGA fucks. I'd be love. I'd love for that to happen. 2023 will bring big disappointment to the orange one. Oh, yes, it will. It's not going to go well. And that's what I was getting at. It seems like the tide has turned and we will have a better 2023. That's not to say that we don't still have a fight because trust me, we do. We'll see more wins, but we're going to have to be more diligent and keep fighting just like we did in 2022 in order to finish these motherfuckers. If we leave them a little bit of breathing room, they'll come back, jump on our back, and they'll spread like fucking cancer. So we've got to put them down for good. Uh, Digit 67, we don't have the same polities, but yeah, Liz Cheney's an ultra, an ultra conservative. She's against abortion. She's against a lot of things. But at least she's honest. At least she has some legitimacy. Joe Musto says, I listen every day. Well, you got one up on my wife and kids because they don't listen to me ever. <laughs> Thank you, John. Um, we have executed people for much less stuff than Trump pulled. Yeah, I, I don't know that you're going to see any executions under these circumstances. But, um, but yes, normal people like you and I, ha had we done the same things, We'd be in fucking jail right now. Now, to, to, to my, uh, my folks out there that listen to the Rational Boomer podcast or, or are familiar with what I do, I just want to give you a heads up. I don't know that I have any moderators out there. I probably do. Um, but in terms of the, uh, the, the Trump fucks out there, just, just ignore them. Don't engage with them. It's, it's not worth the hassle. Uh, let's see here. Aloha girls here. Nice. Way to go. Aloha girl. Glad to have you. Um, yeah, we're looking at Donald Trump in a much different condition now than we've seen him ever before. He is without question cornered and he's starting to flail quite a bit. These are the end days for Donald Trump. He hasn't much farther to go. He's got people walking away from him, and uh, things just not looking good. Uh, Triple Tito's, let me get this straight. If you're a conservative, you're automatically a Trumper. No, not at all. Liz Cheney is a conservative. She's definitely not a Trumper. That's not truly the case. I mean, I don't always agree with conservatives, uh, but... To be perfectly honest with you, Trumplicans or Trumplifucks aren't conservatives. They added $7 trillion to the, to the deficit when they were in office. They aren't acting like conservatives. Conservatives should be as pissed off about Donald Trump and the MAGA as anybody. Um, let's see here. Janice LaBeouf, it's not worth wasting brain shells on Trumplifucks. You're absolutely right. They're on the way out. They're weakened. Nobody cares. Tired of the arguments. It's, it's just a joke by now. 
Uh, Sante says, Happy New Year, sir. Looking forward to more of your content in 2023. Well, that's one thing you can always count on. I'll be out here yapping about something. <laughs> like I say, my wife and kids don't want to hear this shit, so I have to inflict it on you. Um, what do we got here? Triple Tito. So you will say the same thing about the far left progressives. Oh, yeah. I've said this all along. I don't belong to a club. I'm fighting against Trump Lafox and Donald Trump, but I'm certainly not a Democrat. And I've said many times before, if the Democrats get full power because the Republicans fade away, we need to put our, our foot on the neck of the Democrats because they can be just as, just as untrustable as the Republicans. They've showed us that over the years. It's just that Donald Trump is out there now and it's so egregious and so blatant and so damaging to this country. We got to stop that shit. But don't get me wrong. I'll be screaming about the Democrats if need be. And I have said bad things about the Democrats and Joe Biden. So don't paint me to be a progressive or a, a libtard. I'm not. Uh, punish Ader. Listening to you is like listening to a good old dad who gives great advice. You know, that's funny. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Because my kids don't take my fucking advice. I come up with some brilliant shit. <laughs> and they go, yeah, dad, got to go. <laughs> I guess it's different when it comes from your own dad. Uh, Doug Brown says, I got the popcorn ready for the GOP infighting. Yeah, that's the thing we're seeing here is the infighting. That is going to be the destruction of the Republican Party, not the Democrats. Uh, Trump will run in 2024, 2028, just to get his cult to give him money. He's not going to be in a position to run in 2024 or 2028. The Republicans will not make him the candidate. If he runs as a third party, that's a guaranteed loss for the Republicans. Donald Trump is a thorn in the side of Republicans now more than Democrats, now that he's out of power. So don't be surprised if the Republicans try to sink that motherfucker, because he is a thorn in their side. How about George Santos? If he was hired to a regular job, he would fire, be fired. Yeah, that's, that's just fucking absolutely crazy. I don't even know if he's dangerous. He's a goddamn goofball. He says, well, I embellished a little bit. No, you lied about fucking everything. You said you had employees <laughs> that died in the Pulse nightclub shooting. You said your grandparents escaped from the Holocaust. All bullshit. All bullshit. He should not be able to be seated. But in order to do that, you're going to need the Republican Party, Kevin McCarthy, to stand up and do something. But they need all the votes they can get. You notice they aren't talking. Uh, Brian, baby XOXO, Dems are not nearly as criminal. Yeah, at this point, based on what we're seeing, I'd, I'd have to agree. But there are some criminal Democrats. Don't make any mistakes. <clears throat> um. Magoo says, seriously, what will be his last, what event will be his last? Uh, an indictment. Once the indictment, one indictment comes, don't worry about 10 indictments, worry about one indictment. Then everybody will walk away because he will have no power, no way to generate money. He won't be a force in politics. He will be done. So that first indictment will be the end. 
BC Moo, I think the GOP is going to be very entertaining to watch. Oh, I agree. I can't wait till they take power in the House of Representatives. I want to see how long it's going to take for them to get a Speaker of the House. And if they get a Speaker of the House who's actually somebody they want or somebody like, uh, like Liz Cheney, that would be hilarious. Uh, Democrats will always fight for democracy and the people. Most of the GQP want to help themselves. Well, that's clearly the way it seems. At least for now, the Democrats are fighting for democracy, fighting for the middle class. But you've got to understand, over decades and decades, when Democrats had power, they could have done a lot of things. They could have codified Roe v. Wade, and they didn't. When they talked about the Build Back Better bill, they said, this is a transformational bill. It's the first time we've seen anything like this in 80 years. Now, wait a fucking minute. 80 years? Over those 80 years, Democrats have had power, too. And this is the first time you want to give back to the middle class? I'm sorry. I have a problem with that. I told you before, it's not the fight isn't between Democrats and Republicans. It's those motherfuckers and us, because we're the ones that get shafted, and that's the people that I'm supporting. Donald Trump just has, happens to be a, a red herring that is crazy and fucking dangerous, and he needs to be fucking expo- uh, disposed of. Uh, Ross Griffin, Muscles and Nursing, stated Trump is putting his name on a Bible brand. Yeah, I saw that. I, <laughs> that's pretty fucking desperate if it's true. But I'm sure the evangelicals will hop on that and put it on all their evangelical TV shows and start selling Donald Trump's Bible because they don't give a fuck as long as you overturn Roe v. Wade. Tanya Marie, Dems call out their own MAGA Republicans are ride and die. They Thelma and Louise their shit. Yeah, but you see what's happening when they do that. They refuse to hold their people accountable. Then they get fucking hammered in the end. They always lose when they do that. I don't understand the strategy or the, or the sense of it. They don't seem to have any sense of what the fuck they're doing. So, you know, it's going to be interesting in 2023. It's going to be entertaining. Now, it's going to be harder legislatively in the House, obviously, to get anything done. But maybe not. Maybe not. And here's why. You've got a Republican Party in the House of Representatives that's split. They can't agree on jack shit. So they're going to have a hard time legislating with themselves. They're going to be hard-pressed to come together with bills. The MAGAs will want crazy shit. The normal folks will want normal shit. And they won't ever be able to come together. So what do those normal people do? They're going to want to show some accomplishments come 2024. So what they're going to do is somehow work with the Democrats and try to get some things passed. Now, people have said to me, that'll never happen. Well, bullshit, it did happen. It did happen uh, with this recent spending bill in the Senate. It did happen with the same-sex marriage stuff. You got the people in the Republican Party that are trying to hold on to a lifeline, try to hold on to actually having a Republican Party at all. And they're having to step away from MAGA. But if they step away from MAGA as a group, they're not strong enough to do anything. So the only option for them is to um, negotiate or work with the Democrats. And frankly, that's how the House of Representatives and the Senate is supposed to fucking work. Um, 
Pop-Tart 413. What is taking so long for Trump to go to jail? Now, Pop-Tart, I love the fact that you listen. I love the fact that you um, show up on the live. I appreciate it immensely. But I'm going to give you some shit here. I get so tired of people saying, it's taken too long. He should be in jail by now. By whose standards? You have to understand whatever trial is going to involve Donald Trump will be the greatest, the biggest, most important trial in the history of this country. There's a lot of things, a lot of ducks that have to be put in a row to get this done. People are saying, well, nothing ever happened to Donald Trump. Fuck, are you kidding me? They, sh- they pretty much convicted his whole company, his CFO. He can't move money around anymore. He can't even make money anymore. If you think nothing's happened to Donald Trump this far, you're fucking not paying attention. A lot has happened. The indictment will come. That will be just the cherry on the top. This man will be broke, a pariah, and worse off than he's ever been in his life with no hopes of coming back because he's too fucking old. Ross Griffin Hey, can you see me now? Hashtag, uh, at Hey, can you see me now? Didn't know that. Thanks. Garland can handle that. Don't worry about Garland. Jack Smith is a hired gunslinger here. He's the one that's going to be dealing with it. All Garland Garland uh, is going to do is sign off when Jack Smith says indict him, indict him, indict him. Garland, all he has to do is sign off on it. That's the way he wanted it. He wanted to keep it less political and keep one guy focused on the two most important things. Merrick Garland, as the attorney general, has to focus on hundreds or thousands of different cases. He thought it was important enough to take somebody and put them on the case and focus on just those two things. It will speed things up more than slow it down. And Jack Smith... What I like about Jack Smith, he doesn't think politically. He doesn't give a fuck, and that's exactly the kind of person we need going after Donald Trump. So don't worry about Garland. Jack Smith is going to be the man when it comes to dropping the hammer on Donald Trump. And uh, say, yes, what a shame he's not on the Supreme Court. Actually, Merrick Garland would have been a good person to have on the Supreme Court because he does have some integrity and he does have some credibility, which is rare these days on the Supreme Court. Uh, Waxpaint says, do you think the Bible grift is another money laundering? I don't know. You know, I'm not convinced the whole NFT thing really worked. Here's my my idea. It went out. It was a joke. Everybody laughed at it. Then he said the next day it sold out. That to me sounds like another lie by Donald Trump. He was embarrassed that he made himself out to be a fool with those NFTs. So he just told us that they were sold out. Now he comes up with this Bible thing. You can see the desperation here. Next thing he's going to come out with Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. and Ivanka fucking bobbleheads. Aloha Girl says, Garland knows exactly what he's doing, and Jack was a brilliant move. I agree with you wholeheartedly, Aloha Girl. And Aloha Girl, she's been around what we're doing here for a long, long time, and she's a very helpful moderator. Thank you very much. Uh, Kazen Halino, love you. Hold on. 
<laughs> that was a compliment. I'm, t- I'm going back on that one. It says, I love your podcast. I'm not even a boomer or American. I'm an Aussie Gen Xer. But, you know, the point is, is with the rational boomer thing, it was basically to point out that not all boomers are fucking crazy Trump humpers. And with the amount of people following me on TikTok or or in the podcast, that's pretty clear that that's not the case. So you don't have to be a boomer to follow us here on The Rational Boomer. Um, in fact, I got a lot of younger people that show up and some older people than me. And that's hard to imagine. I'm 62 years old. Can you imagine anybody being fucking older than me? Uh, Thomas... Thomasina Barrett, if his lips are moving, he's lying. Yeah, Donald Donald, uh, Donald Trump is uh, rarely tells the truth, and that's why he refuses to sit under oath. He can't. I see Granny C joined us. Love that lady. She's been very helpful and a loyal uh, peer on TikTok as well. Check out Granny C, an Aloha girl. Granny C, she, she, she's an enigma to me because... Uh, Granny C would suggest she's a grandmother, like I'm a grandfather. But if you look at her, she not look anything fucking like a grandmother. Um, she says, yes, love, 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 love Ed. I, I like Ed, too. I worked with him for 20-plus years on the air. He wasn't on this week, this holiday shit, and he's old. And he'll probably, I'm sure he'll be back next week. We'll, we'll, we'll have him back on. Uh, Ross Griffith, Boomer here. Love your content. Thank you. Uh, BC Moo, I am. I just turned 68. Well, congratulations. Happy birthday. Shailor, Sailor Sharon is 67. And Ross Griffith, 62. Aloha, girl. Thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate it immensely. You know, the real whole point uh, of the Rational Boomer. There's two reasons I've, I've done this Rational Boomer thing. First of all, I'm retired. So I needed to do something. And people say, why TikTok? Why a podcast? I said, well, if I had been a woodworker of some sort, I might make furniture on the side here and there as a part-time thing because that's what I did in my real life. Well, in my real life, I worked on the radio. So talking's really the only skill I have. So naturally, TikTok and the podcast. For a long time, I got shit from a lot of people about doing TikToks until I'd started getting more and more followers, and now they've kind of shut up about it, thankfully. Uh, we've got uh, Coach RMD 59, your favorite Masshole 53. Um, now, this next one, I've seen this name pronounced, and I don't know that I can pronounce it. It's, it's Sorsa, Sarsa. Sarsa Sorrell uh, says she's 66. Thanks, Boomer, doing a good job. Phil, 53, Pennsylvania, millennial with Boomer parents that are Trump humpers. Oh, you poor thing. Leanne. Leanne, are you the one up in the Northwest that's been on the podcast? Uh, Lady player, Boomer, 72. You know, that's the thing is, um, as much as people stereotype people of color, people of certain uh, religions, certain uh, ethnicities, they do that with ages too. It always struck me as strange um, 
that that millennials would fight with boomers because typically boomers are the millennials' parents and millennials are the uh, kids of boomers. If boomers hate millennials, well, you fucking raised them. Do something about it. And you millennials, if you hate boomers, you sure weren't bitching about it when we were buying all you those toys for you. Uh, Granny C says, you made TikTok what it is today on the good side. Well, I don't know about that, but I appreciate it, Granny, and you've done a hell of a job, too. Um, Golf Girl from Canada here. Love listening to your TikToks. Thank you. My dad is 82 and is more liberal than I am, and I'm pretty liberal. (laughs) Glad to hear it. You know, 82. My parents would be 82 right now. They're both gone. Um, When you're 62, that doesn't seem so old because my parents were only 20 years older than I am. So I never looked at them as crazy old, but they were older. (laughs) I think once we start things off, the 3rd of January is going to be an interesting day. That's when the Republicans have to either put up or shut up because they've got to vote for a Speaker of the House. Kevin McCarthy is dying to be Speaker of the House, but he's got so many things working against him. Anybody else they bring up is going to be a problem because you're going to have to have both sides agree on it. What somebody mentioned earlier was a scenario I laid out before, you know, where the Democrats would say, hey, we got 213 votes or 214 votes. We'll give it to anybody that we think is reasonable on the Republican side. And I have a feeling Liz Cheney would be uh, acceptable to the Democrats, given what she's done in the J6 committee. And it would be just a perfect fucking thumb in the eye for the Republicans. Kevin McCarthy. All these people fought against Liz Cheney, and then she ends up Speaker of the House. That would be fucking hilarious. I would pay a lot of money to see that happen. Um, What do we got here? Thanks for all you do and being a voice for us. You know, somebody asked me that. What do you you hope to accomplish by doing this? And uh, it's something I learned after I started doing TikToks. People would come to me and say, man, you said exactly what I've been thinking. You said exactly what I wanted to say, but people don't always feel comfortable doing it. They don't feel comfortable in front of a camera. They don't feel comfortable speaking in front of a microphone. They're afraid that they're going to get backlash from employers or family and stuff. So if I can speak for those people who want to say certain things and I can do it a little louder than some other people because I don't give a fuck, I am honored to be able to do that. Um, Lady Player said, I would love if Liz Cheney ended up Speaker of the House and she's Democrat. Uh, Coach Morrison says, you are a voice of the people. That's a pretty lofty title. I don't know that I would admit to that. But hopefully I'm a voice to my people, the people with the rational boomer. At least that's what I'm trying to do. If I'm failing, please, by all means, call me out. My wife calls me out with some regularity almost every fucking day. So uh, I'm happy to hear about it. Mad, Mad Sax Max, you do a great job. Speak for much of us. Thank you. Now, this doesn't have to be a mutual admiration society. You know I love you guys and... I get the impression you like me too. 
But we got to be serious going into 2023. I mean it, man. We, we had a tough fight in 2022, and the reward was the midterms. Now, we didn't get a blue wave, but we were never going to get a blue wave. The fact that there was no red wave was a huge fucking win. But like I say, we've got them on the run. Now we've got to finish them. And it's going to take almost as much work as what we had last year. So I'm not slowing down. I'm going to be as loud and proud as I was all of 2022. Just try to shut me up. My, mo- my mom, my dad, my, f- my grandparents, my wife, my kids, never been able to do it. So I don't expect anybody else will too. Republicans need to clean house of all the trash politicians that are ruining their party. You're absolutely right. The destruction of the Republican Party is on the verge right now. If they don't somehow eradicate MAGA, then that will be the end of the Republican Party as we know it. And I think somebody like Liz Cheney, uh, some of the other people that are stepping away from MAGA realize that this is a losing proposition, meaning MAGA. So they're trying to right the ship a little bit, but they can't do it with a third or more of their party fucking things up. Uh, Ross Griffith says, I'm a big fan. Never leave us. Ross, I'm fucking retired. Where am I going? (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. I'm always here. I'm like a fucking bad penny. So when do you think we receive the good news? The indictment? I don't know. I, you know, I would think it sometime soon. Um, there's a lot of pressure on the DOJ. I mean, that's one of the things that the January 6th committee that is so valuable. They gathered all this evidence, and then they exposed it to all of us. The DOJ can't push anything under the rug, can't say, well, we can't talk about that. Everybody knows everything. We know there are actual crimes. We know there's plenty of evidence. There is no reason for Donald Trump not to be indicted. So Jack Smith and Merrick Garland have that pressure on them. I'll be honest with you, though. Jack Smith would not have been hired had there not have been plans of indictments. Jack Smith wouldn't have come from The Hague back to the United States to do this unless there were some indictments coming. Joyce Vance said it will be Marchius. Well, I'll tell you, I watch CNN, MSNBC, AP, and all that kind of stuff, and uh, um, nobody knows. Everybody's always surprised. Polls don't tell us shit, and pundits in the media don't know shit. And I will tell you, I don't know shit. The sooner the better. March is a possibility, but then why not February or April or May or whatever? It's got to come soon because because we're looking at a lot of pressure on the DOJ. Now that we're past the midterms and things are going to settle down and people are looking for 2024, they're going to have to pick up the pace a little bit. They're going to want to get some things done prior to the next election. How do you feel about reports that Santo was at the insurrection? You know, I don't know. He said he was. <laughs> but he also said he had two degrees. So who the fuck knows what he was doing? The one thing I did hear about uh, Santos, he says, well, I'm going to go in there and I'm not going to run again in two years. <laughs> Which means he's basically saying, just let me do the two years and I'll never run again. I promise. I'm a fuck up. <laughs> um. Starship 828 says Trump has to be punished to set example of him and be eliminated from holding office with jail. I agree. 
I mean, he's got to be taken out of the the uh, the scenario of running for president, and I think he will. I don't think there's any question about it. Um, Leanne said, uh, we have trolls that arrive. Well, they always do. They always do. Uh, just disregard them. Don't engage with them. We're not looking for arguments. There's no reason to argue at this point. We've already won. We continue to win. They're just slowly fading away into the sunset. What they have to say really doesn't fucking matter. So don't even bother with them. Leanne says, I'm whacking them as fast as I can. <laughs> Thank you, Leanne. <laughs> we need to get rid of the Republican Party. Well, I think the Republican Party is doing a good job on their own. The Republican Party bears no resemblance to what we once knew the Republican Party to be. It's what the Republican Party will become. Rams rule. Happy New Year, Boomer. Yes, sir. He's live on New Year's Eve. Yeah, I didn't really plan on this, but my wife, for whatever fucking crazy weekend reason, she decided to work tonight. My son was around here earlier. He's off seeing some friends, and it's just me here. <laughs> That's how cool it is to be a rational Boomer. It's 10.01 Minnesota time. It's New Year's Eve, and I'm sitting here on TikTok. So I'm a, I'm a wild man. There's no crazy. The thing about it is, when I was younger, I did a lot of crazy shit. I don't think I f feel like I missed anything. And frankly, if I did some of the shit I did when I was young, I would not be alive today. So thank God for a little willpower, and thank God for my wife and family. Uh, Grubbled said, Santos will be sacrificed in a feigned effort by the GOP to attain, attempt to regain credibility. You might be right about that, but they have a problem. They have a slim margin. If they kick him out, they have to have another special election. If they have a special election, presumably another Republican would get voted in. But maybe people are getting sick of Republicans and they take the risk of a Democrat coming in. And then their slim margin becomes even slimmer. They're in a tough spot right now. They're not in an enviable spot. Let's see. Peter Alston says, you always speak the truth. I try. I mean, that's not to say I can't be wrong, because I certainly can be wrong and am frequently wrong. But if I find out that I'm wrong, I will say something, I promise you. Mike, do you think there was anything other than Ivana buried on the golf course? You know, I get frustrated with those comments. They say, oh, there's documents buried with Ivana Trump. I don't think they are. What would be the reason to bury them? I mean, if you're going to bury documents, bury them all so you don't get caught with them. And once you bury them, how do you access them? How do you benefit from them? I get frustrated by that because it sounds like Democrats throwing out crazy conspiracy theories like the Republicans. And I think Democrats are better than that. You don't need to be fucking doing that. Do I think there's anything buried with Ivana? No. I think the only reason she's buried on the golf course is to give Donald Trump a tax break. Gives him a different kind of classification for his, for his uh, golf club. It's tacky as fuck, but that's what you'd expect um, out of Donald Trump. Linda Collins says, you are so awesome. Well, I'm not that awesome. 
I'm just loud, really. That's more of it. Is Trump going to jail? You know, I at first I said no. Now I'm not really sure. I mean, it's gotten so bad and so much has come out. There may have to be some kind of punishment like that. I mean, it's unprecedented to put a former president in jail, but everything he did was unprecedented. Incredibly dangerous in this country. I think he could end up in jail. How's your granddaughter? Oh, that's my favorite topic. That little girly, she's incredible. She's two and a half years old. <laughs> she loves her grandpa because grandpa lets her do anything she wants. <laughs> Mom and dad ain't so fond, ain't, aren't so fond of that. But, you know, I told, uh, I told my son, I said, that little girl, she will never hear, hear the word no from me. She will have anything she wants. Oh, she's a, she's a joy. And I tell people, in your life, you chase after boats and cars and houses and stuff. What you should be chasing after is joy. If you can find a little joy, everything else is a lot better. And she is a great source of joy, her and her brother. Her brother's 10. He's a step-grandchild. But in my family, we don't recognize the word step when it comes to kids. He's my grandson. Um, Happy New Year from California. Probably going to be in California in February. Maybe going out to San Diego or Palm Springs or both. Christian cinema won't be reelected. Well, you're absolutely right about that. I heard recently <laughs> that if uh, Ruben Gallegos, who's the Democrat in the House of Representatives, who's presumably going to run for the Democratic Party for the Senate in Arizona in 2024, he's running. People are presuming that Carrie Lake will try to run. And, of course, Christian Cinema as a third-party candidate. The polls out now show she gets about 13%. Cinema is done. That's why I've said before, you know, maybe, maybe uh, uh, Biden should throw her a bone. Say, look, you want to be the ambassador of Croatia? Send her the fuck away. Then have the Democratic governor, Katie Hobbs, appoint a better Democratic senator. That would be a good idea. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we will be right back. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, now let's get back to last night's live on TikTok. Miss Chris, you are fantastic. God, this is, this is very good for my ego. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I got a healthy ego. But uh, I don't get this kind of praise normally. <laughs> if I come into a room and I'm talking, my kids might go, oh, for Christ's sake. I appreciate it, Miss Chris. Thank you very much. Is Hunter and Daddy going to jail? How about Pelosi, to be honest? No. Hunter, Biden, nobody's going to jail. See, that's the thing I don't understand about Hunter Biden's laptop already coming up. It keeps coming up. Hunter Biden's laptop was in possession of the FBI in 2019 during the Donald Trump administration. 
If there was anything on that laptop that was worth a shit, wouldn't have Donald Trump's FBI pulled it out and used it in the 2020 election? Yet they didn't. So now to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, it seems kind of fucking ridiculous. There's nothing on it. Joe Biden's not going to get indicted. He hasn't done anything. Nancy Pelosi hasn't done anything wrong. So, no, none of them are going to jail. Uh, Miss Chris says, God bless you and your family for the Happy New Year. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, you Love, put a fork in fake lake. I agree. Charlie Dero, just curious, if Donald convicted, what are the chances of Biden pardoning him to bring the country together. I've heard people suggest that. I've even heard people recommend that. I don't know. I think Biden's a little tired of his shit. I don't think pardoning him is going to bring the country together. It's kind of like the DOJ. You know, the DOJ doesn't want to indict a former president because of the divisiveness in this country. But the fact of the matter is the DOJ, if they don't indict Donald Trump, that'll be more divisive. If Joe Biden pardons Donald Trump, there's going to be more backlash against him than if he does nothing at all. So I don't think he will. I hope he doesn't. But I've heard that talked about. Uh, Rams rule the New Year's Eve. We have to praise the man who has been optimistic all year. <laughs> You know what? It's not so much that I'm optimistic, that I'm a firm believer. In my life, I've had my share of problems, issues, trauma, trials and tribulations and tragedies. I've had those things. And I've always known that you got to keep a positive attitude because there's always an angle to get through anything. So when I look at a problem, whether it be my own or whether it be in politics, I look at all the facts and then I try to see how this could work out based on how people are acting, how they are talking, what are the actual facts, and then I find the way to positivity. I'm a firm believer that things will work out for the best if you allow it. If you panic and freak out and start doing crazy shit, then it will go to shit. But if you just do your due diligence, sit back and do what you're supposed to do and wait, the good will come. Uh, people praising are and vibing because it's a New Year Eve. Yeah, I know. You know, a lot of people look at this as a uh, as a uh, fresh start, and in a way, it kind of is. But uh, it's going to be a lot like Donald Trump's taxes. <laughs> there are going to be a lot of losses carried forward, like Donald Trump did on his taxes. There's a lot of shit that have happened in 2022 that will carry over into 2023. We will have to deal with them. That's why we can't afford to rest on our laurels. I think a lot of people, after the 2020 election, the moment Joe Biden took office on his inauguration, I thought I think they thought a couple of things. That the moment that happened, Donald Trump would be handcuffed and carted off to jail, and everything would get back to normal. In realistic terms, to get things back to normal, at least as we know it, it's going to take some time. It took some time to fuck it up, so it's going to take some time to fix it. Whenever I've talked to Ed on the podcast, he's always said we need a Democratic president in 2024, and we need a Democratic president in 2028, and some support in Congress in order to right this ship. And I think he's right. And what that means, too, is 
you know, when the Republicans have done what they've done to themselves, it's going to take a while for them to fix themselves. If they start today and want to rehabilitate and reimagine the Republican Party in something more palatable than MAGA, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take five years, maybe 10 years. So the Republicans over the next 10 years are going to have a hell of a difficult time. They're not going to do as well as they'd hope. They're going to try all these short-term fixes, these get-rich-quick schemes, and they aren't going to work. Single do. You are my political analyst. Thank you. And, you know, that's somebody asked me, what, what, what do you do there? Do you just report the news? Do you spout opinion? Yes, I do spout opinion. But I guess analyzing it is, is, is better stated. It's looking at the whole picture and then trying to explain it to you so you understand it. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, in my history, in the business of radio, I've been kind of trained to do that. Back in the old days, I was a traffic, I was a, I was a play-by-play announcer. So I'd have to see something, kind of distill it down to some words and spew it out to people right away. And the same thing when I did traffic, I sat in a room with a bunch of uh, 500 cameras all over the system. I'd have to look at it, figure out what it was, and then spew it out. That's basically the same strategy I take with news. I look at a lot of news. I look at the the stories. I try to dig out what the facts are. I go to a bunch of different sources. And then it's a matter of putting it down into simplistic terms. Whenever I watch TikToks, it always pisses me off when somebody says, well, I got something special to tell you. And then they take two and a half minutes to get to that point. Tell me what the fuck you're talking about. Give me the facts and keep it moving. And that's what I try to do. Uh, Jack back. Happy New Year. Rational Boomer. Happy New Year to you. Uh, Hippie 202020. Wish you and yours the best. Back at you. Paula Mayflower. The reason the laptop went nowhere is because of who controlled the house. Yeah, but who controlled the FBI? William Barr. Donnie's buddy. Who controlled William Barr? Donald Trump. Don't tell me the House controlled it. That's not the case. Any more than Nancy Pelosi had anything to do with the security of the White House or the uh, Capitol on January 6th. That is such a bullshit excuse, it's ridiculous. The National Guard in Washington, D.C. is controlled by a general in the Pentagon. That general happens to be Michael Flynn's brother, who's just as fucking corrupt and just as fucking goofy. Donald Trump specifically told them to hold them back. In fact, a few days before, I remember I read this, he made a whole list of things the, the National Guard could not do if they should end up at the January 6th uh, event. Now, Donald Trump always said, I asked for 5,000 people out there. And you know what? He did probably ask for 5,000 people out there. But he didn't intend to fight against the people attacking the Capitol. His intention was those people to protect his people while they were trying to attack the Capitol. So fuck Donald Trump and fuck the excuses because you don't know what you're talking about. I got to tell you, on the podcast, I've had two trump They thought they knew some shit, boy. They thought they could tear me down. Uh, but it wasn't too hard. 
because they don't know shit and they don't have the facts and they aren't willing to argue the facts. Here's the good thing. Coming up in 2023, all this rhetoric, all this bullshit is going to fade away because none of it's worked and we're tired of hearing it. It's getting boring. Time we get down to fixing things. Uh, Linda Collins says they can't understand that if Hunter is guilty, then yeah, prosecute him. They don't get it. Yeah, if Hunter, you know, let's be honest. Hunter was a drug addict. He was kind of a fuck up. If he did something wrong, put that motherfucker in jail. I don't care. I honestly don't fucking care. But he's still not in jail. He's still not been indicted. Uh, lady player, he is not above the law. The law is for the lawless. Uh, Rams rule pardoning Trump says POTUS is above the law. He just won't ever do it. You know, that's the question. That's the point. You know, you hear Merrick Garland saying nobody's above the law. Well, that's absolute bullshit. We know the sitting president, whoever that might be, is above the law because of that little memo that says we don't indict sitting presidents. Well, motherfucker, you're above the law. <clears throat> this country has a lot of problems in our government that we need to fix, serious problems. And if there's one positive thing that Donald Trump did for us, is he exposed all of that shit. Let's talk about the IRS. IRS, Donald Trump was supposed to be audited every year while he was in office. I mean, Biden was, Obama was, got audits every year. But somehow when Donald Trump gets in, he never gets audited. His buddy, his close buddy, is made director of the IRS. So did the IRS just forget, or did Donald Trump apply some pressure, or did he ask for a favor? It wasn't done. And now when we look at Donald Trump's taxes, we realize that this fucker cheats like crazy. There's billions, millions of dollars, maybe even billions of dollars, that he hasn't paid in taxes that he should have paid. Here's the scary part. Donald Trump is not the only rich guy getting away with this shit. Every rich person is probably using this to their benefit. Apparently, nobody checks on them and nobody calls them out on it. So how much money is this country losing every year from tax cheats? Let's not even talk about tax breaks, tax cheats. And they just keep getting away with it. This is something we need to shore up. There's a lot of money out there that these people should be paying by law that would do a lot of good. Maybe we wouldn't need to raise taxes. Maybe we could do some good things for the middle class if these people simply paid the fucking money they were supposed to pay. That's one problem. Now we got a Supreme Court with a sitting member, a sitting uh, Supreme Court justice who's married to an insurrectionist. That's a problem. You've got at least three others that are questionable and are partisan, which should not be the case with the Supreme Court. We've got a mess in the Supreme Court that needs to be fixed. That's going to take a while. Then you go to Congress. Congress, uh, we know that there were people that helped with the insurrection. But the thing to remember is when they were trying to vote whether to certify the election, there were 130 I'm talking about the 2020 election, 139 Republicans that voted against it. 139 sitting members of Congress voted against certifying the electoral votes. These people were all about overthrowing the country. 
That is a big problem in our Congress. That is a fucking cancer that has metastasized. So there's a lot of things to be fixed in this country. Uh, Rams rule pardoning Trump says POTUS is above the law. He just won't ever do it. I don't think Joe Biden will do it. Joe's got a little gangster in him. And I think he's fucking tired of Donald Trump and doesn't like what he did to this country. He needs to make an example of him. I don't think Joe will pardon him. I understand the comment and I understand why some people might do it. But these are extraordinary situations, uh, extraordinary times, and they call for extraordinary measures. And that means not pardoning. Donald Trump. All right. Uh, Glenda Fonseca says, Happy New Year. Love, stay blessed. Thank you very much, you too. Uh, Paula Mayflower, WikiLeaks dumped today. Really? I hadn't heard that. I hadn't really paid much attention to the news today. Uh, but... Do tell, Paula. Uh, Carol Lynn, 623, yes, I agree with you about positivity. Hippie, 2020, 20, love you. Curmudgeon, curmudgeon. Yeah, I'll accept that. I guess I'm kind of a curmudgeon. I'll accept that proudly. I mean, I'm 62. That may be the best thing I can be as a curmudgeon. Uh, Corkster, 42, Joe has always said it would take time. Yes, he has. Rams rule says, I don't want Trump in jail. I want everyone who assisted his criminal uh, criminality in prison. Well, that's the other thing you have to understand, too. There is going to be a lot of people getting indictments, all the people on the administration, the people who were the fake electors, the state legislators, Jenny Thomas, Roger Stone, Mark Meadows. There's going to be a lot of indictments coming out. Donald Trump will be the least of it. I've said before, um, that if Donald Trump ends up broke, destitute, and a pariah in this country and his life is miserable for whatever's left, I'm good with that. Linda Collins says, I love Ed. He is good with you. Yes, I love Ed too. We work together a long time and we kind of know each other, so it's real easy to do a podcast with him. I'll talk to him probably tomorrow and see when he's going to be available this week. Uh, Thud mother, Biden's age is concerning. Should he forgo running in 2024 and open the field to younger Dems? You know, this is something I've said all along. I've always said I don't think Joe Biden will run in uh, 2024. I still don't really think he will. It's going to depend a lot on what goes on in the next two years. But 82 is a little old. And I've also said it's time to end old white man rule. We need younger people. Um, as I've stated before, the millennials and the Gen Zs played a big part in the 2022 election. They're going to play a bigger part in the 2024 election. And by 2028, millennials and Gen Zs will be the majority of the voters in this country. So the point is, it's time these folks get a chance to determine their own destiny. And in order to do that, they're going to need some younger people in positions of power in the Senate, in the House, and yes, in the Oval Office. I wouldn't be opposed to somebody younger running in 2024. I think whoever runs for the Democrats in 2024 is going to win because the Republicans will be an absolute shit show. Do you think the next Republican president will pardon Trump? <laughs> I don't know if you're kidding me there or not. 
what's her name? Uh, Chido or Chi-Town. Chi-Town. Okay, Chi-Town. Here's what I think. Will the next Republican president pardon Trump? No, because I think by the time they get another Republican president, Trump will be long gone, meaning dead. It's going to be a long time before we get a Republican president. And by that time, he won't have any cachet or he won't be alive. So no, I think the era of Trump is coming to a quick end. I think anybody that sided with him is going to try to put some separation between them and him. All he's doing now is ruining futures and ruining careers. So I think uh, I, I'm not worried about that prospect. Uh, Dandy NNC says, I believe in karma. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, you do bad shit, bad shit happens to you. It's like the whole positivity, negativity thing. If you think positive, if you feel strong and you go forward with positivity, that's what you'll get in return. If you're negative all the time, well, get ready. You're going to get a lot of negative shit. So, yes, I agree. Karma is there. They want to talk to younger folks not listening. Eh, I don't know about that. I think we're seeing kind of an upsurge in younger folks getting involved. They're seeing things like overturning Roe v. Wade and they understand that it really only affects them. All these people that want to overturn Roe v. Wade aren't in a position to even have children anymore. Old white people, old white men, old white women. They don't want, they want to overturn Roe v. Wade, but these motherfuckers couldn't procreate to save their lives because they're 100 years old. Uh, Like we old folks used to say, tell it like it is, jelly like it is. I'm so glad you're doing a live tonight. You are so down to earth with and with the people. Well, I'll tell you this. And I think, you know, if you talk to people like Ed, who know me off this, what you see here with me is exactly who I am. There's no show being put on. I'm not saying things I don't believe just to get viewers or, or listeners. This is just me. And I think I just feel very very uh, blessed to be able to have the opportunity to, first of all, speak my mind without any kind of uh, threat of retribution from anybody because I don't work for anybody. The family members that don't like what I say, they know better than to confront me about it. My immediate family agrees with me. They might be a little embarrassed that I'm going on TikTok. But the fact that I have a number of followers or peers on TikTok and a lot of listeners on the podcast just validates what I'm trying to do here. So, um, and I love doing the lives, I'll be honest with you. But so often when I've done the lives, I've been taken down 15 minutes in, 20 minutes in, it's really kind of pissed me off. You know, I'm not doing anything more than I was than I do on TikTok. It's just somebody gets in here and they get butt hurt and they go, oh, I'm going to shut that motherfucker down. That's a problem with TikTok. They need to fix that. Not some one lone wolf with 10 followers and no uh, content should have the power to take anybody's video down, especially somebody who's kind of established on TikTok. You know, if I was going to do crazy stuff and get kicked off, it would have happened by now. Uh, I'm very careful with Trump Lefox. I block most of them. That's why, unlike some of the other people that are creators on this app. I don't get many videos taken down. And if I do, it's only for a couple minutes. And I've never been banned. And I don't expect I will be banned. 
Uh, Ron Bevin says, can the Democrats win in 2024 with someone other than Biden leading, leading the ticket? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, one of the things somebody said, what about Kamala or Kamala? And I don't know. You know, Kamala hasn't really, really, they haven't really showcased her at all. Nobody really knows anything about her. And I don't know if she's ready to be president, uh, at least from what I've seen. Now, what they might do in the next two years is try to showcase her, put her in positions where she can do things that are more high profile. But there are other people uh, in the Congress, you know, somebody even like Gavin Newsom, somebody like that. I've said, now, this goes against what I've said about getting old white men out of the uh, out of power. But if there's one old white man I would love to see as president, it would be fucking entertaining. It would piss off the Republicans. And I think he would do an excellent job. Stick with me here. If I was to pick one old white man to be the next president of the United States, being Democrat, I'd want Al Franken back. I really fucking would. Great sense of humor, smart as fuck, not afraid to get in somebody's face, not afraid to talk shit, and he knows what he's doing. The fact that he got booted out was kind of, he got robbed there because you've got sitting members of Congress that tried to overthrow this country, and they're still sitting there. Al Franken does some jokey, maybe some inappropriate stuff, but he didn't do the things that Donald Trump has done. He didn't do the things that Paul Gosar, uh, Lauren Boebert, Marjorie Taylor Greene, he didn't do those things, but he had some integrity and he resigned. Well, I think he got screwed in that deal. Now, I don't know if he'll come back as senator, but I would love to see him run for president for one more old white guy. Uh, Starship says Trump will never be pardoned for his crimes. I, I agree. Uh, we understand now that Donald Trump is hawking a Bible. Yes, that's what I hear. I don't know where the fuck that came from. That's coming awful quick after the NFTs. Clearly, I don't think he made as much money as he thought he was going to make off the NFTs. So what he's doing is what he's always done. He's always gone to... Um, the evangelicals for help. Now, the thing about it is, if you get a brand new Bible endorsed by Donald Trump, the evangelicals are starting to lose their feelings for Donald Trump. That might be the thing that breaks him loose from the evangelicals. You don't really want to fuck with the Bible. You want to do an info commercial on the Bible? Fuck. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work. That said, there will be some dumb fucks that buy it. Question, no question. All right. Do you believe in karma for Donald Trump? I, I believe that Donald Trump is already getting karma. Just Gia says, hi, Mike. Hey, Gia, how you doing? Uh, Starcept says, Republicans are taking human rights away from America. That's absolutely right. They're, they're pushing for fascism, and that is purely, fully against uh, human rights. They don't care as long as it's profitable. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to move in to impeach Biden. Go ahead. Go a fucking head. It's this kind of activity that costs them the midterms, along with their connection to Donald Trump. But here's the thing, Marjorie. You can try to get it through the House. 
but because you've got so many Republicans that want to step away from the MAGA group, you probably won't even get enough Republican votes to get an impeachment. And even if you did get the impeachment, there's no way it's going through the Senate because the Democrats have the Senate. Do what you want, Marjorie. Waste all your time and all your little fucking sideshows and your conspiracy theories and bullshit. All that's going to do is cost you election. So fucking go do it. Uh, Ross Griffin says, how do you respond to GOP when they say quit looking back at J6? Already heard that on a Sunday show. Really? Well, let's quit looking back on 9-11. I don't think they'd say that. That was a terroristic attack. That's something we must all remember and protect ourselves from. Well, the J-6 insurrection is on that level. Not as many people died, of course, but uh, it's something we need to remember. Of course they want to forget it because they're at fault. The whole reason uh, that this happened is because of Donald Trump and his little Trump fuck acolytes. They want to forget about it, but nobody's going to forget about it. When somebody tries to overthrow your country, do you go, oh, that was a bad day. Let's move on. No, I don't fucking think so. Any more than we should ever forget about Donald Trump ignoring and calling the COVID pandemic a hoax and having a million people die. Donald Trump is responsible for a number of catastrophes in this country and also responsible for not helping out after natural disasters, a la Puerto Rico. These are despicable people. They have no redeeming values. We don't need to argue with them. They don't count anymore. Their bullshit is just that bullshit. Now all we have to do is, we don't want to argue with these fucks. We want to eradicate these fucks, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, Jennifer Maddox, I agree. Most folks believe if you broke the law, then pay the consequence. Hunter or whoever, absolutely. Uh, George W. Bush had his run back when his dad was being sworn in. George W. Bush had fun on South Beach at uh, Ron Woods, uh, North Carolina. Yeah, George W. Bush was a dumb motherfucker. There's no question about it. He was a horrible president. He left this country in the worst possible economic situation ever. Thank God for Obama, because Obama single-handedly with the Congress brought us back and added to our economy in the eight years he was in office. Uh, the IRS needs updated computers and more workers. They need more workers, and we need people that aren't, aren't uh, biased or partisan in the IRS, everybody needs to pay their taxes. But we also need this in the Secret Service, too. Apparently, we've got some contamination, uh, Trump-la-fuck contamination in the Secret Service. And Jesus Christ, these people are supposed to be protecting our Democratic president. I wouldn't feel good about that. Apple Cinder says, hey, fellow boomer, glad to see you. Glad to see you. Bill Biden will not pardon Trump, I agree. Biden in 2024, look, if Biden is healthy enough and cognizant enough to do it when he's 82, by all means run. I mean, let's be honest, Joe Biden has been the most successful, legislatively speaking, president in the first two years of his administration. Nobody has been doing better than that. So if anybody deserves to be reelected, it's Joe Biden. It's just a matter of whether he can handle it. 
Uh, Rhonda Bell, love you, and we want to give you your flowers while you're still here. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? You know something I don't know, Rhonda? While I'm still here. Oh, you mean in case somebody takes us down? I've been here an hour so far, so I think I've won so far. But I appreciate that. I appreciate that, Rhonda. The only reason I say that, you know, <laughs> I tell this story. I worked for, uh, uh, with a government agency, the Department of Transportation here in Minnesota, when I was doing traffic. And one year toward the end of my, my time doing the traffic reports, the Department of Transportation gave me um, uh, a Life Achievement Award, which was amazing. And when I got it, I said, wow. Do, is there something I don't know? <laughs> a year to the day, the radio station I work with did everything they could to push me out uh, because of my age and because of how much money I was making. And then I just flat out fucking retired. So, you know, accolades are nice, but they're only temporary. Six months from now, what do you see for Donnie Boy? I don't think Donnie would be in jail by yet, by yet because even if he goes to trial, it's going to take a long, long time and there will be appeals and stuff. But Donnie Trump will be a shell of himself. Uh, people will have walked away from him. He's now a liability to anybody who comes near him. Donnie Trump will be a shell of himself, and you can already see he's lost a step. He's lost power, and he just doesn't look good. I just can't allow myself to think that Trump will ever pay for anything he's gotten away with. Well, ma'am, he's already paying. His Trump organization has been convicted. His CFO has conv been convicted. Any number of people around him have been convicted. Letitia James is going to file a lawsuit or, or filed a lawsuit uh, to the tune of $250 million. Um, he's paying now, trust me. He's got the world raining down on him, and he's in horrible shape. That's why I've said, you know, and as far as him running 2024, I don't know if he'll be healthy enough to do it. I mean, think about it. 2024, he's going to be 78 years old. He's not in great shape. He eats Big Macs and Taco Bell every fucking day. He's not going to get in better shape. And can you imagine the stress and the strain hanging over his head? Investigations in New York, investigations in Georgia, investigations in D.C., investigations in the DOJ. This motherfucker's got more problems than almost anybody I've ever known. With his personal health and the stress that's hanging over his head, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just not in physical condition or not even here in 2024. What do you think would be a good younger Democrat candidate? Well, there's a few of them. There's a few of them. Um, I like Eric Swalwell. I like uh, Katie Porter. I like, uh, who else is there? Fuck, Hakeem Jeffries. I like that guy. He's another guy. He, he doesn't fuck around. He says what he thinks. There's a lot of good young possibilities in the House and in the, uh, in the Senate. I'm not even sure that Ron DeSantis is going to be around in 2024. He's got a lot of problems to contend with, too. Honestly, if Joe Biden doesn't run, and I'm really feeling like he won't, uh, two years 
is a long time before the election. You don't usually see front runners two years before uh, the election unless they're the incumbent like Joe Biden. It's conceivable by 2024 we will have two people running that we never, ever thought about. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Why are they so afraid of him? What does he have on them, Cruz and Graham? Well, there's a lot of things you could have on Cruz and Graham. Uh, But at the same time, I think they sided with him a lot because they felt like he was worth votes and money to them. And then when they got so deep, it was hard to walk away. And then the fact that he may have something on them and he's a wild card. I mean, in life, if you know somebody that doesn't think, thinks emotionally, and will spew your deepest secrets, you don't really want to fight with those people. You don't push them to the edge because you really don't know what they're going to do. And Donald Trump is one of those people. And I'm sure... They're not sure what he'll do, but they're afraid it's not going to go well for them. And they're probably right. Um, Who's this now? Chi-Town Finest. Thanks for answering questions. I listen to your podcast while I'm doing dishes. You are awesome. Thank you very much. You are awesome, too. The next generation is scaring the Republicans. Oh, hell yeah. By 2028, when the when the millennials and the Gen Zs are controlling this shit, Republicans are done. Millennials and Gen Zs vote for Democrats to the tune of 70%. The Republicans don't have a prayer. They're hanging on by a thread right now. and They're doing everything they can to cheat, to try to maintain power. But they know as well as we do that their power will be gone soon. It's slipping away and they're fucking done. Um... Rams Rule said, it's great having you here live tonight. Well, it's great to be here live. Since I'm sitting here on New Year's Eve not doing anything, I may may as well spend some time with my closest friends, and that would be you folks. I almost spend more time talking to you than I do my friends. I do talk to my wife and my kids and my grandkids more. Uh, but, you know, I'm at an age where I see my, my friends from the past every now and again. Next Tuesday, I'm going to lunch with a couple of friends that I've kept in contact with since high school. But we don't go out all the time. We don't go to bars and drinking and shit. I'm an old fucking man. We're going to go to some restaurant and talk about the 1970s. How exciting must that be? Uh, Linda Collins says, if you stop abortion, then where does it stop? All people can lose their rights. It's crazy. Well, that's why it was good to codify this same-sex marriage thing. And that's why they did it. They wanted to preempt that possibility because, you know, uh, Clarence Thomas suggested that that would be the next step. So the Congress did the best they could to tighten up that loophole so that would not happen. The next step would be to codify Roe v. Wade if they can do that. And I think they might be able to do that. You're probably saying, well, how is that possible with the Republicans holding the majority in the House? Well, some of these Republicans that have half a fucking brain realize that overturning Roe v. Wade was a big part of the reason that they lost in the midterms. So now they realize they're going to have to back off of that, maybe even vote for taking uh, vote for codifying it so they can gain back the votes they lost. I may be being too optimistic here, but if I'm in that position, that's what I'm thinking. Um, 
Lisa Lynn says, you did such a great job. Thank you for being you. I'm just talking here, man. I'm not doing anything special. I'm just I'm just sitting here spewing whatever comes into my head. But I appreciate I, you, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the fact that uh, people watch the TikToks, people listen to the podcast and people show up to the lives. I can't tell you. I got I got to be honest, two a little over two years ago when I started doing the TikToks, I had no idea what to expect. I really didn't even know how to do it. I just said, I'm going to do it this way. Fuck it. We'll let the chips fall where they may, and we'll see what happens. And fortunately, uh, people took to it at first, and then it slowly grew and grew and grew. And, and now I feel I'm at a point where I've got a um, an excellent audience. And it's not so much about the size of the audience. It's the quality of the audience. We have a lot of people that are of like minds. And that was the purpose of doing this Rational Boomer thing. It wasn't to fight with uh, Trumplifux. It was really more to have a rallying spot for people of a like mind, the rational boomers, if you will. Uh, and hopefully, if we could bring those people together, maybe we might be able to exercise some power down the road at some point. I mean, as boomers, we have a lot of knowledge. I've told my kids this before. Even if you think I'm the dumbest guy in the world, you have to understand I've lived for 62 years Every problem you are going to have, I've probably had. And if I've probably had that problem, there is some value in knowing what I did when I had that problem. If I fucked it up, it'd be good to know that so you could cross that off your list. Or if I did it right, it would be good to know that to save you some time to get you through the problem. Now, getting kids to understand that and use that, I don't know. Now, when I was young, I didn't really have my dad to go to, but I worked with a lot of older guys, and every time I had a problem, I went to him. I said, what do you do with this? Some of the advice was good. Some of it was shit, but at least I had something to work with. I didn't just have to pull something out of my ass and uh, take a risk. I had some sense, some, some uh, reference to decide. And hopefully, some of the younger people, uh, that we have with the Rational Boomer podcast, the podcast and the TikToks and the lives. Uh, I think a lot of those young kids are seeing that, that, you know, you may be a crazy fuck. You certainly know Thirst Trap, but he's been through some shit. It might be worthwhile to hear what he has to say, and maybe it'll help me when I run into that fucking wall. Let's see here. Uh, Tanya Marie says no on Kamala, Kamala, but who do you think could win it if not Biden? I, I just think it's too early to tell. There's so many good young people that could win it. I mean, everything changes. You can see how fast somebody can gain purchase when it comes to, you know, national awareness. Somebody like Gavin Newsom, he makes a couple of speeches and everybody goes, oh, I like that guy. We don't know much about Gavin Newsom, but he's a good-looking guy. He's a younger guy. He seems, he seems uh, um, passionate. <laughs> Interesting thing is he's also Nancy Pelosi's nephew. <laughs> that would piss the Democrats off. I think, I think the next two years there's going to be a lot of people positioning themselves and posturing themselves to be possible candidates. I think you will see Republicans and Democrats. Uh, but the Democrats... If Joe Biden decides to run, that's done. He's running. 
he's the candidate. There's going to be nobody that goes up against him. If by some choice he decides not to do it, then there's going to be a bustle of people wanting to do it. Kamala Harris will think she's the heir apparent, but I just don't know if she's the right one right now. I say that, but I don't know enough about her. I haven't seen a much from her. So I'm expecting in the next two years we'll see more out of uh, Kamala and that she will uh, she will be more in the spotlight, I'm guessing. I'm sure that uh, Biden will have that in mind. Um, and if she does, I, I sh- let's see here. This is I, Gable. And if she does, I could care less if anybody gets mad at the situation. Agreed. I don't care. Uh, Kevin Bonafide, love Al Franken. I do too. Franken, 2024. I like them too. Uh, I thought you would say Bernie Sanders. Honestly, Bernie Sanders is just as old as uh, Joe Biden. That's, there, there's, there's nothing you can save there by getting... Uh, um, Bernie Sanders in. I, I'd love to see him as president, but the fact of the matter is, is that uh, um, he's just as old. I mean, if Biden can run, so can so can Bernie. Uh, somebody says, "What's this Trump in the Bible?" Well, there is. I think was it Donald Jr. was out there trying to sell some Bible endorsed by Donald Trump? I, I don't know what the fuck that is, but that just sounds crazy. Let's see what else. Stormy needs to sign the bookmark and sell them. Yeah, that's the other thing Donald Trump has to worry about. Now the uh, Manhattan District is also looking into um, uh, Stormy Daniels and the case where Michael Cohen went to jail. Um, in that case... Donald Trump was an unidentified co-conspirator. So a co-conspirator would suggest that that person is guilty too, which would have been Donald Trump. And now we're going to be seeing that coming to light too. Do you think Jack Smith is the real deal to get it done? Absolutely. Everything I've ever read about him says he's a serious guy. He's a no-nonsense guy. He doesn't fuck around. He was brought in as a hired gun specifically to finished the digging, and get out the indictment. There would be no reason to bring Jack Smith in unless there were going to be indictments. So I think, I know he's the real deal. I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, Republicans have zero plans. They were better off losing and regrouping. This is certain death. Yeah, well, that's absolutely right. They've never had a platform. They have no strategies. The only thing they do is try to own the libtards and try to give rich people more money. That's not a winning combination, as is proven in the 2022 midterms. We've got some of the trolls out there. And you know what I'm going to do? I've been doing this for a while tonight. We've been on here for about an hour and 20 minutes. And with the idea of... uh, Ending it before we get in too much trouble with the trolls. Let's do that. I'm going to wrap this up for tonight. Of course, we'll have more TikToks. And this particular live will be used as the podcast for tomorrow morning. So if you want to hear it again, it'll be there. I want to thank you all for joining me on this live. I appreciate it. I appreciate the comments, the the accolades. All of that is very, very nice. I hope you have a great night. 
And uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Well, that's going to do it for the very first Rational Boomer podcast of 2023. It is New Year's Day. I hope you have a great one today. And things should get a little busy next week, so stick with us. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. I hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.